Hello again, beautiful beings, and welcome back to another Expand Podcast episode with yours truly, Elizabeth April. So today I want to talk about a, I guess, a diagnosis, but it's not my own. And before I kind of dive into just my thoughts and feelings about this, I want to first say that I'm not a psychologist. I do not have the rights to really even be talking about this, but I also think it's really important to bring things up from a spiritual perspective. So what I want to talk about today is something called DID or Dissociative Identity Disorder. Now, the other kind of less eloquent name for it would be split personality. I remember in, I think it was in high school, where we were made to read the Sybil book and how this one girl had all of these different split personalities and how different they were. And immediately it made sense to me that this is a defense mechanism that she did based on years and years of abuse. For a very long time, I had a feeling like I had aspects of this. And yes, even though I have experiences of sexual abuse in childhood, it was never so bad that I literally split myself to deal with it. And I guess I can't say that I know that for a fact, but my different parts are not necessarily related to that. At least I can't see that they are but I'm still unpacking this myself. For me, I have many distinctive parts, but I have two parts in particular. One part being Elizabeth April, and one part being my human. And I'm not saying that Elizabeth April is not my human, but it is kind of this amalgamation of all of the teachers that I've ever been throughout all of my lifetimes. In a sense, Elizabeth April is the outward facing, is the teacher or the spiritualist, and Elizabeth the human is really just that, is really just a human full of emotions and experiences and desires and connections and what have you. So... I just feel like I've been torn. Now, not to mention I have Hera, my tall gray self, and I have Khan, my giant mantis self, and I have my inner child self, which definitely is part of that kind of broken or traumatized aspect from childhood that I am unpacking and working on. But it brings up this fear in me. Like, I have such a deep, immense amount of fear around DID. And the reason why I think I do, uh, as well as unending curiosity uh, for what this is, but I think the fear comes from past lifetimes where I lost myself in an identity that I was playing rather than just being who I am. And there's a whole podcast episode that I'm going to do, and it actually might be released before this one, but I'm going to do it on the fear of getting sucked into the illusion. 
So I think that a huge part of my fear of dissociative identity disorder, which is really just disassociating from, you know, that whole identity, is the fear of getting sucked into the illusion, the fear of forgetting that this is not real. It's kind of like fearing not recognizing that you're in a dream when you're in a dream. I think that's a huge fear for me, and I'm going to unpack that in that other podcast episode. But today specifically, I want to unpack disassociative identity disorder. I think the number one difference between DID in a harmful sense and DID in a completely appropriate sense is the awareness that you have around being disassociated. And for me, I'm, I'm constantly ping-ponging back and forth between these two different sides of, of me. One kind of more of that entrepreneurial, worker, spiritual teacher, alien, I don't know. And then the other, who's just this, I don't know, 29-year-old human who wants to be on a farm and fuck completely off from the world. <laughs> and so I've been ping-ponging back and forth for many years. Now, to a certain extent, I kind of hold the belief that everyone has DID, and that would not be the appropriate term to call it because there are checks and balances and kind of questions that you have to ask when you're observing someone with split personality or DID, and I'm pretty sure most of the population wouldn't fit into that clinical category. But what I want to get to today is the different fractals of self, the different personalities of self. And I had this realization like two two days ago. I was in the hot tub on my property being my human, and I was just kind of thinking about all of these different aspects of myself and how harmful it could be to give those different aspects power and how detrimental it could be to not be aware of those different aspects. I have a fear that on one end, if I give the different personalities, let's call them, the different aspects of self, too much power, then they actually end up separating more from the whole. And then I have a fear if I don't recognize the separations that already do currently exist, then I won't be able to harmonize or work with the different aspects appropriately. So I'm here now in this uh, position where I think that it's a balance. I think it's not giving credence to all one side, and I think that it's not completely distracting myself or pretending like they don't exist. What I find is whenever I get overwhelmed or frustrated or basically disharmonic, I realize in that moment that it's because the intentions and vibrations of my human versus my spiritual do not, or I should say my, my teacher, but my teacher is a, a spiritual as well, they don't align, right? When I'm sitting in the hot tub, and I'm trying to be human, and I'm just enjoying my moment, and all of a sudden work thoughts come in, and I start getting anxious and agitated and worried in that moment. It doesn't really help. It's like I'm doing an action that is human-oriented, 
and yet my mind is focused on spiritual or work or the teacher or whatever, whatever, you know, I can call that Elizabeth April, I guess. So recognizing in that moment, oh, I'm just being too much of my work or works creeping in. I can switch my frequency to let that go and just to really fully surrender to the human moment. Not to mention anytime I'm too kind of in the work zone of EA or Elizabeth April, I can always remind myself that I need more of a human moment in that moment. And that that actually tends to work quite well. And I have caught myself many times swinging too far onto one side. I believe that we all have these different fractals, these different aspects of ourself. And I really do think that there is benefits to understanding these different aspects. Have you ever wanted to talk to interdimensional beings? Have you ever wondered why humans are so important and what your mission is right now today? Well, look no further. Every month, I host a workshop where I channel members from the Galactic Federation of Light and ask them some of the most important questions humanity has ever asked. Join the Galactic Federation Summit today. Tickets for $11 can be found on my website, elizabethapril.com. So when thinking about and going back to the traditional split personality or DID, they have different aspects. And I mean, these are fully either different souls altogether or spirits from that realm who are using that body. Like that's what I really believe that split personality is. I believe that either it's parallel versions or past life or future life versions of that person. So if if a little three-year-old Tommy wanted to come through, that could have been that person in a past life. So I believe it's either aspects of themselves, but in other lifetimes with specifically other identifiers and traits and all of that. Or it could very well be just when you disassociate so much so to your own reality and body and personality, you disconnect from your body and you allow yourself to be an open vessel for other spirits and and entities to come through. And so I believe that, you know, maybe the other case is these are actually passed away spirits who have been stuck in that realm and in that moment for that person, based on contracts and maybe even location, those spirits end up finding that person to come through. And so if a huge trauma happened at three years old, you split that fractal of yourself, you take a step out and something steps in. If you split yourself, have a huge trauma at 13, same thing. You take a step out, you let something, someone in, and so on and so forth. So it really could be a completely different soul inside inhabiting one body at the same time, which is I think is fascinating. Or it is actually just the same soul, just different fractals of that soul from different timelines coming through to help that person out in that moment. It can be many things. Once again, at a much kind of less intense scale, if you have a job interview that you need to go to, you are putting on an outfit, you're putting on a mask, you're putting on an identity, 
that will match the role that you need to step into in that moment. If you did not, well, I don't want to say this, but basically it would be quite odd and peculiar if you were really just one person all the time. And it might lend credence to, hey, you're not very good at adapting because you're just so real to being you. And I know some of those people. I really, truly admire those people who are the exact same no matter the dynamic or situation they're presented with. I've always lent credence to my other sides because it allows me to play the game. It really, just being able to wear different masks in different environments, I think that if I was planning on just writing books and being a YouTuber for the rest of my life, I wouldn't have to play the game and I wouldn't have to wear different masks. But filming with a production team and hopping into mainstream, I am literally forced to observe my environment, to ask key questions, and to understand exactly what game we're playing in that moment. And what's beautiful is I'm able to play the game, but I am also totally able to call the game out. And that's why I never get overwhelmed or anxious around really big named people. I don't care. I don't care who you are or who people think you are. Uh, I just see you as who you're showing up as right now in this moment, right? And so I think there's a huge benefit to being able to hop into different aspects as long as we do not believe that we are those different aspects. Once again, that is one of my greatest fears, is forgetting about my human, because I believe truly that all I am is Elizabeth April. And I hope that you, you know, consuming my content and being here with me, understand that I'm a human. I mean, and and it's funny, I don't know what thoughts are going on in your mind, but I'm not a completely different person than Elizabeth April. It just feels like I have kept, you know, my giggly, excitable, passionate, inner child kind of side of me. I've really kept my private, my personal side personal. And it's not that I'm projecting, oh, look at my Lamborghini and look at my whatever, I don't know, all my money, like a lot of YouTubers and influencers do. It's more so I am showing up in this moment to give you information. I'm not going to waste time telling you about my day or my week unless it is applicable to the information that I'm showing up to give you. And I struggled a lot with who do I show up as and how much of myself do I relay? And I have a huge compassion for bloggers, especially family bloggers, who their whole professional life is personal, their personal life, that right there is such a no-go for me, you know, because I really keep these personal aspects of myself sacred, and I would never want that to be on display for humanity. And the reason why is because I don't really care to hear about anyone's opinion on my personal life. Not that I don't care, but 
I don't want to have my freedom as a human be tainted by what other people perceive as right or wrong. Once again, not that I'm quote-unquote wrong most of the time, but it's like I'm unwilling to be judged basically on my personal life. I am 100% willing to be judged on my teachings. I think it is important to have um, trolls and haters and people who question. I think it's important to have feedback from people, positive, negative, because this information shifts vibrations. And if it is not aligning to people's vibrations, then I got to check the knowledge, you know, or see what's up or understand humanity from a different perspective. Like there's a lot of responsibility that goes into that position. So I guess as I'm talking this out, you know, there's one aspect of this that makes a lot of sense to me. So for me, right, what I'm really talking about, if I take a step back, is the personal versus the professional. I mean, straight up. I mean, that's the easiest way to say it. Now, maybe your professional is personal and personal. And one personal is your human, your own human personal. And then the other personal is being a mom. That is, being a parent, I just have to say it as not being a parent right now, is by far one of the most identity-twisting experiences that we can have as human beings. Every waking moment is dedicated to ingraining yourself into the role of being a parent because it is, you know, nature and nurture for us to be there for our kids, no matter what. (laughs) So what are your biggest identifiers? I will tell you right now, there is a whole set of different personality traits, different vibrations, different emotions, different perceptions associated with these different identities. You could have one other identity. You could have 10 different identities. And a lot of the time, like, I mean, this is the spiritual version of DID, right? We're functioning, (laughs) A lot of the times, we're not even aware of the subtle differences between the personality traits. This is why I'm prompting you to question. This is why I'm prompting you to ask yourself, what's really going on within me? And if you think about the 3D people out there, the people who are totally blissfully, ignorantly aware, unaware, I should say, of their existence and reality, they are also completely unaware of any identifiers right? It's that blissful ignorance. And for us as an awakened population, I think it is very responsible for us to be aware of who we are from moment to moment. And if all of a sudden you notice that you are way too much of the parent, you are way too much of the the lawyer or the entrepreneur or the the landscaper, or the hippie even, or the vegan, or the gay, or the whatever, whatever the, the, or the, the black, or the Asian, or the, whatever the identifiers are, then we can bring that awareness into alignment by reminding ourselves, oh, I am not my boobs. (laughs) I am not my hair. I am not my work. I am not my paintings. I am just simply interacting with the world around me 
and choosing to be different aspects of my whole by interacting. Like it almost like when we start to look into these different fractals, it allows us to see who we are in a very different way. It allows us to work with ourselves in a very different way, which is all, in my opinion, really profound. But it also allows us to create this higher self, to always connect with the oneness that we are. Because when you start to strip away the physical layers of who you incarnated as right now in this moment, well, I'm not Elizabeth April. I'm not, once again, my my body size. I'm not whatever, whatever the other identifiers are. But then you strip those away, you go deeper and deeper and deeper. And then you're like, oh, like I'm really drawn to Italy, even though I'm not Italian. And wow, I'm not that either because that's a past lifetime. When we strip away the attachment to identifiers in this life, we start to actually understand that we have a lot more uh, other identifiers that don't make sense because we cannot connect the dots in this lifetime but we start to realize that all of those identifiers are linked with past lifetimes and you are not those things either. When you get to a point of identifying all of the different fractals and you have it all in front of you, you have all of you all in front of you, you can then get to a point of understanding that you are all of it and none of it all together. And that is a powerful place to be. But it takes a lot of awareness, a lot of navigation, a lot of checking in, and a lot of objectiveness. If you're so in the role, how can you recognize that you're in the role? I feel like especially for old souls and starseeds, it's so easy for us to have so many different components that we truly forget what is the real reality. And is there a basis in real reality? Is there need for that foundation? Yes, I think that there is a need to come back to yourself as a individual incarnated being right now in this moment. But as far as identity and perception goes, the only base foundation you have is who you choose to be from moment to moment. But the real freedom within that choice is the awareness that you have the choice. Like I said, the majority of the people out there are living their life, utilizing different fractals of themselves without the awareness, yes, but without the conscious ability to choose who they want to be from moment to moment. Like, do you ever react and then kick yourself and thinking, God, I shouldn't have reacted that way. Or, oh, I hate when I do this. Or I hate when I I become this way. That is the exemplification of not having the freedom to choose yourself. And, And essentially, who you choose to be from moment to moment creates your perception and your perception, my friends, create your reality. We need to realize that who we choose to be or who we are from moment to moment completely alters every aspect of the reality around us. And with that, I leave you 
with a lot of love and a lot of things to think about. It's time to take our power back. It's time to understand who we really are and then not really give a fuck about it. <laughs> and thus concludes this chapter and this podcast episode. As always, thank you for being here. Be sure to subscribe to YouTube, follow me on TikTok and Instagram and all of the other things. And until next time, I will see all of you in the fifth dimension frequency.